podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 Daily. Today is Wednesday, um, it's the 8th of January and you're all very welcome. This show is brought to you by Paddy Power, a bookies, a website and an app. If you gamble, please gamble responsibly and try to do so with Paddy Power. A couple of weeks ago, me and Andy done a podcast where we were trying our best to do a post-match show after yet another win by Liverpool. And it lasted 70 minutes and I'd say about 68 of them were just random um chats between me and Andy that went on for far too long and about 11 minutes of football we 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 were a disgrace to be perfectly honest with you but um what we done was we, we put it out and people come back and went really liked it really liked it 70 minutes of pure nonsense so um we're gonna try again here we go <laughs> And here we are, and the comments are flying in already. And um, yeah, so um, a couple of weeks ago, as I've said, it, it turned into absolute ridiculousness. Um, but Andy, we, we've come back, and we're going to have another little go at this. We might talk some football, but it might just go ridiculous for about 70 minutes. And we're okay with that, aren't we? We're comfortable in our own skins at this stage. Yeah, yeah, we just have a chat. It'll be a bit different tonight. I mean, that was after the Merseyside Derby, uh, the league game. Um, I was very excited and had plenty of wine on board. Mm. But tonight, uh, it's dry January now and I haven't had a drink at all except for, um, some herbal tea. Do you do? Oh, oh straight out of the pantry. <laughs> do you do, um, do you, do, do you do dry January? Sorry, be, sorry, before you answer that question, people have come in and said, how's the Mrs. Gav? Uh, Barry Carr is planning a wedding. We might actually try to help you with that. Um, good news with the Mrs. Gav says, Carl is the bambino here. He is. He is. Um, he arrived at, uh, 5.35 p.m. On Monday, uh, weighing in at £7.30 ounces. His name is Callum. He's doing great and he's coming home from hospital tomorrow. Um, Razor is on and he's delighted that Gavin and Andy are on board. So, uh, Razor, stick with us and we'll see how we get on. Uh, let me see. What, what were you saying? Herbal tea. Uh, do you do dry January? Uh, just, uh, just midweek, yeah. Just midweek? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't? The, the answer is no. No, I do. Like, I'll, I'll be dry for January, except for the weekends. And on the weekends, then you have a few beers? Or a bottle of wine myself. Right, so it's not dry January? It is. It's not. <laughs> it wasn't. Because the, weekend, because the, the, week, the weekends Christmas. are in January. No, but over Christmas, yeah, there was a stupid amount to drink, drank. Yeah. And that was very wet. Yeah. Every kind of, you know, every opportunity 
possible. But uh, in January, it's going to back to normal. Okay. Uh, just no skill, no drinking. And, yeah. So it's damp January. January. Yeah. That's yeah. probably fair. Right. So, it's, so, so let's get to the point. It's not dry January. Do you want me to do dry January? No, I don't give a fuck what you do. I'm just, yeah, well, just you can't stop tell me, me. Stop telling me what I... <laughs> no, I'm not telling you what you can and can't do. You just can't tell me I'm doing dry January. Well, only... Stop telling me what I can call by January. <laughs> no, only... Like, let, let's break it down to seven days in the week, right? So yeah. each day makes up about 14% of the week. So you're doing yeah. a for, so 70% of the week you are dry. It's a 70% dry January. No, because it, I work a few nights at the weekend as well. So that cuts out a couple of them. Okay. Yeah. Moist January, keep plunk, it's called. I think that's a good name. What's it called? Moist, Moist. January. Yeah. yeah, I'll go with that. But okay. I mean, if I, want to call it, if I want to call it dry, I'm entitled to do so. I don't think anybody... Whether it's yourself or and anyone in the chat there can tell me what I want. I'm going to call it George January if I want to. Okay, well, you're lying to yourself, but that's that's <laughs> fair enough. Um, Andy, would you do a cheese board, says Glenna? I would. I'd I'm say you board. fucking love a cheese board. Yeah, and I've still cheese left in the fridge, and it's just like... It's a, it'd be a shame for it to go to waste, but I can't. I can't. I'm being good. Okay. All right, but um, so dry-ish January. Um, are you on a fitness buzz? Are you running around? Are you have you made loads of New Year's resolutions that will, won't really happen? Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be not the right time to start January. Mm. No, yeah. ease um, back into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've eased yourself into dry January quite well. Yeah, exactly. So that's fair enough. Um, Barry said he's planning a wedding. Um, uh, would you have any tips from you? I know you're married, aren't you? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, did you plan your own wedding? I did actually. I planned the whole thing. Just on your own? No. She, uh, she on had an app. She had no on input. an app. On an app? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, there's an app for this stuff, is there? This is actually before apps. It was just like a... Um, a beta app. A beta, what would you call it? Um, it was on a website. Yeah. And yeah. There was features on a website. It could be an app now. I'd say your man has an app now. Mm. It would make more sense. Yeah. Um, but it was a step-by-step process. Yeah, did you go to any wedding shows, like, you know, where you can go to these places, at hotels, and do other wedding shows and stuff like that? No, I left that to the bus. Yeah. Uh, Barry Carr says, wedding cars, yay or nay? Um, I can we tell just you- used the cars we rented over in Italy. I thought you were going to say, we just used our own cars. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. I just visions of like, you know, you turning up in a Skoda, Octavia, and her just, I hope Fiesta is grand, like, or something like that. Um, but uh, Barry reckons he's probably going to get a caterer. Well, you'll need something, because you'll need to feed them. But hotels usually do all that stuff for you. Wedding is, Barry cars, getting, is Barry getting married in Ireland? Um, but um, Barry's from Donegal, so uh, I, I I don't know where I know his his wife's to be name is Melissa, if I remember rightly from last week, and um, I don't know where she's from, so we'll have to find out off Barry whether it's uh, whether it's it's in Ireland or it's in wherever they, they want to go. Um, he wants a Quattro Party. Um, that's the car he wants, which is Quattro Party is made by Maserati, isn't it? Mm. Um, she wants Range Rovers. Um, she's watching too much Charchester United. Why can't she get a Range Rover and he get a Quattro Party? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you can go half or half. Oh, um, listen, I was listening to. Oh, they're, they're doing it in Ireland in Donegal. So there yeah. you go. Um, I was gonna. The ask, problem with yeah, the problem with getting married in Ireland is all 
people that you don't want to go to your wedding will be going. You know what I mean? You have to kind of avoid certain people. Mm. And they all go. Mm. Yeah, but he's in Donegal. If he has loads of friends in Dublin, like asking some people to go to Donegal is a bit... It's a bit of a mad trip, isn't it? It's a good hike up there, like... Yeah, so he may as well just go to Italy, do what I did. Yeah, and where did you go in Italy? Uh, in the middle of nowhere, in a place called Cortona. Oh, right, it wasn't like Lake Garda, was it, one of these jobs? No, no, it was... It was um, full, of, full on notions, was it? It was in inland from Pisa, down from Florence, and north of Rome. So, kind of, no real airport near. Okay. Alright. Well look Barry, if you need anything, um if you if if you can't use apps, if you're unable to use apps, Andy is your man because he knows websites and yeah. and he knows Italy and if for directions in Italy he's literally gonna say stuff like down a bit from Pisa, across here from this way, like Cortona is the name of it. So there you go. Uh Barry wants to do he do Portugal. A lot of people have done Portugal. A couple of lads in the day trips I think have got married in Portugal. Yeah, yeah, right. Portugal. Very, very yeah. Uh, Mac very Mac got married in Portugal. Travel. Mac got married Ooh. in Portugal and it looked oh, yeah. outrageous, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, that was a set though. Yeah, that was like um <laughs> it was like the set of Beauty and the Beast or the Lion King or something. It was fucking mad. Yeah, it was uh it was just a set. But if you weren't actually looking at the set and you took down all the um plywood <laughs> yeah. screens, it was actually uh, a place called Nikki's <laughs> Oh, um Nikki's um studios and apartments. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've heard of it, I've heard of it. Um, Andy, I was listening to Peter Crouch's uh, podcast earlier on, brilliant podcast for anyone that doesn't listen to it already, go and listen to it, he's, he's absolutely top-notch. But he was uh, having a conversation with the lads on there about going shopping for, you know, pillowcases and bedding and beds and stuff like that. And I, as soon as I heard that the, the words come out of his mouth, I just thought Andy Young is made for this sort of stuff. Because, <laughs> because I reckon I reckon you're a bit of an interior designer. When 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 you peel back all the the exterior, uh, what are you like when it comes to bedding and and pillows and and stuff like that? Are you quite particular? Or are you just kind of whatever? I'll just get into. It. Are you kind of like I need, you know, these Indian fucking silk sheets and shit like that? No, I wouldn't. Look, I don't like silk sheets now. Okay, but I do, I do. I do. I am partial to a bit of Egyptian cotton. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's what I meant. I just couldn't think of it. All right. But you, yeah. you'd be partial to that. Yeah, and I, I don't really partake in it like, you know, Mrs. Woman would be the one for picking colours and all that, but I just say don't come back with it. Anything less than the maximum talk that they have. Right, okay. Yeah. And so, whatever the, t- yeah. And come here, Ashley, would you have, um, would you have two different togged duvets for like different parts of the year, like a high tog for the winter, low tog for the summer? Um, yeah, there is, but, Kind of stick with the winter one all year round. Yeah, but you do yeah. have a separate one just in case. Yeah, there's one. There's one there just in case we get a mad, mad heat wave. Okay, cool. Um, I just wanted to ask <laughs> yeah. you about that. Do you, remember, you know what the worst thing about going on holidays is? Oh, yeah, go on. <laughs> Sleeping in sheets. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I hate. Do you remember years ago in the hotels they used to have those um, blankets and they were real kind itchy, of forty bl- blankets. Yeah, yeah. I bleeding hate yeah. them. Oh my lord! But, there should be you should be able to rent continental quilts. Actually, why are they called continental quilts when you can't even get them when you're on the continent? Well, it might they, they haven't specified which continent. Yeah, you know what, oh, yeah. what continent were yeah. you on? 
Well, when we were out growing up, like the continent was always like out in, to Spain or in, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's a, that to me was always being a little bit irony. Yeah, I must look that up, Continental Sheets. If anybody knows Continental Sheets, what the story is with them and why they call Continental Sheets and Andy can't get them when he goes to Spain. Um, Andy goes, as we know, to Porta del Carmen in Lanzarote on holiday. And, no, uh, yeah. no, I did. I did. I won't be going back. All right, why? Full of North Service. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you ask me a question? What was the question you asked me before we come on? You wanted to talk about? Oh, um, well, one, one of them... Um, one of our listeners and a good friend of mine, David Lennon from uh, uh, Great Britain. Uh, he was he from was Great Britain. <laughs> Does he not narrow it down? Northern Ireland. Okay. All so, right. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. He was uh, he was saying that um, what would football be like if there was no offside? Uh, and I think I think it's a it's a an interesting conversation to be had because how long. Have we been talking about different variations of offsides and mm. who should be got, given the advantage? And now we have VAR who's causing all sorts of trouble. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think it'd be just some crack if they were to try out no offside for a while, see what happens. You, I think you just have a load of lads hanging around. Um, you have what we used to call hatchers. Yeah, hatchers, yeah. 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 You'd have hatchers, but... I think it'd be shy, Andy, to be honest with you. I think it, I think it would be shy if it was like if they did it for ages. But just say they tried out um, shortening the pitch, mm-hmm. not to like five side levels, but just. But they done this in America. Do you remember they done it in America in the MLS? They done no. this in the early nineties in the MLS, if I remember right. right. And someone might come in and, and uh, tell me I'm completely and utterly wrong. I was drunk at the time, but from what I can remember in the MLS. Um, the, the, you know the way you could, you could be you couldn't be offside from your own half. I'm okay, saying, I'm saying that like yeah. that's a thing of the past. It's still yeah, the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. they had a second line then, which was about halfway between the halfway line and the edge of the box. All right, which you couldn't be offside. Yeah. Yes, so you yeah. could only be basically offside from about twenty five yards out. Up yeah, to and they done yeah. that. And I, I, yeah, it didn't that's going to lead to serious hatching because what you'll have there is pumped balls over the top to far. You know, someone to run onto. That's what they'd be constantly doing. Mm. Drop it in between the goalkeeper and the striker. Yeah. That will, yeah. Listen, you, I think it'd be a, a disaster. Anybody watching this, um, if you're on YouTube, uh, hit the like button. Hit the bell icon and give, let you know when we're gone live. Uh, subscribe. Hey, huge like. Yeah, give it, we have a brilliant, up. we actually have a brilliant intro by, um, a, a very, very confident young man that may be coming along, um, soon, um, uh, to your ears and your, uh, we're working on it. We're working with his agent at the moment, um, and the agent's a bit of a prick. Just let me let you know that. Um, but if you're watching it, absolutely like, subscribe, bell icon. You know all that mess, and hit the like button. Turn your notifications on. Exactly. That's what I didn't know about. That's what my son suggested. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, and you are of course his agent. Um, yeah. And if you're watching on Twitter, share it onto your timeline. You know the usual, but just spread the word. And of course, look if you have any um, questions for us tonight, absolutely throw them in there, and as we get through as many as we possibly can in the next forty odd minutes. Uh, Kevin Sullivan said the MLS did something where the strikers couldn't come back past the line. You are talking about. Oh, I remember that as well. That's right. They couldn't actually. They, they only had a section of the pitch they played in. They also took penalties from forty yards out. Said Parik. I think it was you had to run towards the goal. You had ten seconds to score. Um, yeah. they, they done all mad stuff, mad stuff like that. But um, it was great. Andy, talk to me about Miguel Delaney. 
Yeah, um, I don't know what I, I don't know what the crack is with him because he's written an article there which right first of all it's just an article and it's he makes points that I disagree with and he makes points that I agree with. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's been a long term concern of mine that football and our money in football is is a real and mm-hmm. Don't think anyone could disagree with that, but um. He kind of uses Liverpool, mentioning Liverpool's success this year as a kind of a, I suppose, what I described as a secondary objective to the article. So the primary objective was like just to make the point about money and the financial disparity and clubs gone, gone away. But nobody would have read that article, that <laughs> article, unless he started talking about Liverpool and kind of discrediting Liverpool. Now he, he keeps saying in tweets that he was actually really complimentary to Liverpool and quoting himself, but <laughs> it was always like it was Liverpool did this, but Liverpool have been really good at that, but Liverpool, you know, did this, but there was luck and, you know, all this. So that's just going to wind up the fans and then everyone lashes into him because of the way he pushed the article as well with the headline and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's grand, right? Is what it is. That's journalism nowadays. You know, that's the game. Unless people are talking about your article, you're going to be irrelevant. But uh, the way he kind of conducted himself, I suppose, on Twitter for ages then just going on like a talk sport tabloid type and I think uh, Miguel knows himself he's better than that yeah listen I um, I had a bit of a rant about him on Sunday night I think uh, with the lads on the Fatback 4 and look I've read Miguel Delaney stuff plenty of times um, yeah I went to I went to see um, I thought I you were going to say you went to school <laughs> no no I went to see some uh, I went to some night in whether it was the Sugar Club or one of those places, mm-hmm. and Miguel was emceeing it. He was part of it, like it was very enjoyable. Actually, was that with Steve-O? Yeah, in the D two club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I've always like paid attention to his stuff, what he's written and read it, and yeah, enjoyed reading the stuff. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the crack with this was. To me, it was our character, and he kept telling me loads of times that it was actually his character in character so mm. but, but I was able to tell him it's not because I know it's not yeah no because look I am um, I got into a bit of a not a spat with him I got into a conversation with him on Twitter and I just kept asking the same question and the same question was what you know what's the solution because he says he's writing about this years he said he wrote about it I think he said when United dominated um he, he wrote about it when Madrid started winning European Cups, and now he's writing about it about City and Liverpool. He was um, writing in the 50s, was he, when uh, Real were winning all the Well, he's, I, I think he's talking from between 2013 up to whatever. From 2013 to 2018, I think they win five European Cups, don't they? Yeah. Um, um, but the way, you know, I, I'm just... I'm just uh, you know, back in the when in the fifties when they won kind of ten on the trot or something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, won the first eight or something like that. Yeah. They? So, like but now now we're talking about four, football six. being yeah. Now we're talking about football being non-competitive. Yeah. Well, the, the point <laughs> so I tried, it's always been it's always been the case. But the point I tried to make to him was like, if you take the Premier League as an example, um, like he said, the things that annoyed me was 
he said that Liverpool win the impurities of the win, right? That was the fourth thing because I thought, hmm, um, I don't yeah, that know. Was, that's, this is what, this was, um, this what, that actually wasn't in the article, I don't think. That was a word he used. No, that was a word he used afterwards. Yeah. Maybe so what he, this is, this is when I, this is when I gonna be. Yeah. It was when the article was written, I read it, mm-hmm. I didn't think much of it, I says to myself, ah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And uh, then went on to Twitter and kind of the following day after he'd been engaged and when probably a good bit of abuse, like, you know, the way football fans in general can be, uh, calling him a nonce or whatever. But he, uh, he said something along the lines of one thing I've learned about and he, in my opinion, he was storing the pot with Liverpool fans. He says, you know, Liverpool internet fans, like, uh, is they don't like to be told about the impurities of their wins. So I felt that was unfair um, generalisation of Liverpool fans just because loads of fellas were just replying nonsense, replying blah, 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 you know, giving them a bit of stick. There's no need to um, generalise the rest of the fan base because there is a conversation to be had about that, right? genuine conversation to be had about financial disparity and clubs folding and it's said it's believed that loads and loads more clubs are going to fold and that's not good for the game obviously so it's a it's a conversation that should be had but why use Liverpool fans or Liverpool's success as a kind of a wind up tool I mean I know I knew I know exactly what he was doing it's just to get clicks and that's 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 the media nowadays on online yeah, you see, the click thing, I suppose, can be could be an argument put forward. Sometimes it can be a bit of a lazy argument at times as well. You know, oh, you're only doing this for clicks because you don't agree. I, I read the article. I can see where he, I, I could see where he wrote. I could see what um, I could see what I could see in part where he was trying to go with it. But the, the fact he comes in with Liverpool, um, and people will say, oh, you're only saying that because of Liverpool. I'm not. And I've I told you, I've asked him this question. I want to. I, if you're writing this much about something, surely you're going to work on, on, on what you feel would be the solution. Now, the only thing he came up to me with was, well, um, the, the big clubs are promoting, um, are, are in control of how money is distributed within the game, i.e. TV rights, and of course they are. Because, like, I, I, who does Miguel Delaney write for? Who does he work for? But, like, if his company decide to sponsor the Premier League and they're, for argument's sake, giving 200 quid and they're going to sponsor the Premier League and they decide, right, we're going to make this really even and we're going to give every team, there's 20 teams in this league and we're going to give them all 10 quid each, right? And we're going to, and everyone has to be on the telly at the, at the same amount of times. Football will die. And oh. Sky won't get their, their subscriptions and BT won't get their subscriptions and Amazon won't be pumping money in and the standard will go down. And more clubs will, sorry, Sorry, one second. Um, one, excuse me, that was coming a long time. Um, a lot of clubs, a lot of, more clubs will actually go down the route of Berry because, yeah, they may end up with more money overall, but they won't be able to compete. And salary caps and, and what, you know, salary cap, wage caps, contract, you know, uh, transfer, all this sort of stuff. It won't make one blind bit of difference to who's at the top of the league and who's at the bottom. There will be anomalies like Leicester, like Blackburn in 1995, um, and, and stuff like that. But he, he also mentioned then the, the erosion of competitiveness, which I found funny because I look back and there was three different winners of the Premier League in the 90s. There was four in the 2000s and there was four in, in the last decade. We're now into 2020. Liverpool, if you counted them into this one, would make a five, which actually looks like it's becoming more competitive regardless of what may, way more 
only yeah, those five. There was the last one. Those five was actually the seventies, and then I think there was four in the eighties, mm. four in the nineties, and then yeah, yeah. Anyway, look, it's the first time there's going to be five since the seventies. Yeah. So, but, but like, uh, and I kept asking this question. I haven't got a response. Like, I did. I did say to him at one stage, "You, you seem a bit bitter towards Liverpool, regardless of what you're saying in this article. It's <coughs> it's kind of." Smokescreen with a little bit of, um, I suppose, you know, I suppose credit towards Liverpool, but he's given with one hand and taken back with the other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they kind of even each other out, but. Well, okay. I, I, I don't, so, I don't know. It's, it, for me, it's just them. Um, it, well, like, Kevin Sullivan makes a good point there, the way Bournemouth can turn down 50 million for Callum Smith. Hmm. Um, I don't know how true that is, but. Crystal Palace were turning down 70 million for, well, for Zaha. Yeah. What was Zaha going in January for? Yeah, but you see, I don't know, but but this is the point I was trying to make as well. Like, there's so many clubs that have benefited massive in this. Like, you look at Bournemouth. Bournemouth are a nothing club. Okay? And if the money wasn't in, in the leagues the way it is now, they would be nowhere. Okay, yeah. they, and people go, oh, well, they have a small little ground and they don't spend. Trust me, they spent. Leicester's the same. Yeah. Leicester were a team that around the, 90, the late 90s, early 2000s won a couple of league cups with Martin O'Neill and then just disappeared off the face of the planet. Went into, in, I think they may have dropped the league one at one stage. Came back, they got a few quid from a big owner um, who, who threw money in, who died, obviously, unfortunately died um, mm. a little over a year ago. And of course, the money that they've got now from TV has propelled them to a, a league title. And now, looking at top four, Leicester wouldn't be anywhere near that. And trust me, if you'd made a level play, player field, Leicester City probably wouldn't be in the, the, the Premier League. Do you know that kind of way? So? Uh, well, yeah, look, okay. he said that there's a 90% correlation between wage, um, wages and winning the league, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Here's, here's a point about that. It's not till kind of a year and a half later you kind of see what the wages were for that year when you have access to those financial highlights that clubs release. Like his, his Liverpool figures were from 2018 when they got to the final of Champions League and didn't win it. Yeah. And the wages in the club increased by uh, 56 million, mm-hmm. which is actually nearly double. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that made Liverpool toward highest paid. Yeah. In the, and that was all down to uh, getting so far in the Champions League. So obviously, the owners strategically managed their wage um, policy, their structure, to reward players for achievement. Mm-hmm. And achievement in the Champions League, where the money is. Mm-hmm. And everybody was expecting us to have loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of money in somewhere to spend mm-hmm. and the financial highlights for the following year showed that they weren't actually in massive massive profit because the wages went so high with achievement so the owners look at what what do you what do you gain from winning the Champions League and they pay the players for that so now it so happens that they're going on to win the league this year but it's not because they went out and decided to pay the players 200 thousand a week regardless of what happens so anything could adopt that sort of wage policy and have a look at what can be gained from each qualification and around the qualification of Champions League and so they give, unless they were in it you know what I mean if you get out of the group stage you get an extra whatever it is at the end of the year and 
spread the money, and all of a sudden, then Leicester look like they're the highest paid players in the Premier League. And it's all because it's incentives and performance related. Um, when you look at a league table and say, oh, well, the league winners earn the most, yeah, but chances are that's because their striker goals, goal bonuses, their defenders kept clean sheets, so they were getting bonuses, their goalkeeper was getting clean sheet bonuses, and whatever else is built into their uh, wage contracts. So it's more of a, um, a coincidence, a consequence of winning things that you look back two years beforehand when they were achieving and not a cause, like not a, you know, it doesn't, just because you pay players mad money doesn't mean they're going to exceed targets. You only have to look at Man United when they were paying Sanchez 500 grand a week. Mm-hmm. What did they do? Nothing. It doesn't, it doesn't work exactly like that. And yeah, but, but the thing is, like, like, like Glenner's asking there, he's uh, saying that Miguel's point wasn't only about TV money; it was about um, the, the the sort of money that large fan bases can generate. Uh, generate. But w- what are you meant to do? Are you meant to restrict the amount of fans a club has? You know, like I can't get get my head around how anyone thinks that this business can run by by restricting a club that has just a bigger fan base than somebody else because somebody decides it's not fair. And only decides it's not fair in Liverpool's part because they're doing something over the last 18 months. You know that kind of way? I just I just can't get my head around that. Like, uh, Glenn are saying only elite clubs could adopt that wage policy. Yes, they can only ad- adopt that wage policy. But at the same time, they're elite clubs because they have got the fan base, they have the name, they have the, the mystique about them, you know, like Anfield under the lights, all this sort of stuff. Old Trafford is the theatre of the dreams, Rep the Bourne about, the new camp, uh, Bayern Munich, it goes out of Juventus or the old lady of, of Italian football. And no matter what you do, and it doesn't matter if, if, if you went back and decided, right, remember 92, 93 and you scrap and we're not going to do the Premier League, it won't matter. Because when money needs to be generated, you don't walk in somewhere and you say, it's like betting on a horse. You walk in and there's a horse going around, you can barely move around the fucking parade ring. And you go, well, I'll tell you what we do, we'll start him half a mile ahead of that fella. That's not how it works. You know what I mean? No, no, I'm, yeah. And, and, and what I can't get is, and don't get me wrong, I read the piece and I was a bit like you saying, eh, whatever. And I did think, yeah, he's, he's touched on Liverpool there and you know what happens when you touch on Liverpool. Yeah, you yeah. get a massive furore about things. But having said that, I have gone back and asked a few questions and he just won't answer them. Yeah. Do you know what no, he doesn't, he doesn't answer the ones that he knows like are a bit dodgy. Look, getting back, you know, Glenn is not agreeing with me there. Um, only elite clubs can adopt that wage policy. Well, I don't know how because every so often we see a team that sneaks into top four. Okay, we'll just use Leicester as an example who who won the league and then the following season are going to be in the Champions League. What's to stop them from arranging their player contracts that, look, if you get to the final of the Champions League, they know the club are going to receive whatever it is. 50 million, million. and we're going to give the whole lot of it to use. And we're going to spread it out. So it's Mm. not exclusive to... um, to elite clubs. Okay, it's exclusive to clubs that have made the Champions League. But there's also Incorrect. money in the, in the Europa League. Manchester, also, Manchester City aren't in a league club. Yeah. Well, they're not well, in a league club. Yeah, well, they've done it different. They've done it different. They, 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 they came know, in. Uh, yeah. Blackburn Rovers in 94 went in a league club, but they came in and paid a lot of money yeah. for a lot of players, gave them a lot of yeah. money, and, and sent them on their way, and they won a league title. Where are they now? I don't know. Right. Well, here, here's one for you, Gavry. Mm-hmm. Leeds should get promoted this year. They they should have got promoted last year and they didn't. They should get promoted this year, and they've a, they've a massive fan, um, fan base. They've you know they've good history there, winning trophies. Okay, it goes back a long time now. But if they 
spend a couple of more if they get up and they stay in the, the league for a few years, all of a sudden they can be a top side again with the right, you know, with the right ownership and um, making the right signings. All of a sudden mm-hmm. they're like say Wolves. Yeah, they're fighting with the big boys and then they sneak into the Champions League and all of a sudden Leeds have gone from being third division English football to back boxing with the big boys and they could do a deal with Nike or New Balance or fucking whoever and you know what I mean they're competing again yeah Liverpool have a distinct advantage because they have a rich history Mm. you know and What's wrong with that? But you know what I mean? Like Glenn, seems to be the one picking up this, and, and I'm, I'm delighted he is because I, like, I, as I said, I love opinions on this. Sorry, before we go on, Mankpeace asks, "What happened to Shawnee's Twitter?" I haven't got a notion. Um, if something's happened to Shawnee's Twitter, I'll ask him afterwards. But I really don't know. Glennar says you're indirectly agreeing with him. He is saying the smaller clubs have no chance of competing. That's not the issue I had, Glenar. The issue I had was, listen, Liverpool, Bournemouth, and. You know, pick clubs, Bournemouth, Sheffield United, whoever, a couple, there's probably 10, 12 clubs in the Premier League that have no chance of competing at the top end of the division, okay? Um, th- that's not my point. My point is, the reason, that, like, they're, they've, they're given so much more money now than they ever have. So, they're actually closer to competing than they ever have. You know, like, and now, and now you look at it and you think to yourself, what stands out for Liverpool? And I tell you what stands out for Liverpool. Um, and I'm not going to go into City because that's a whole different get- ball game. Mention Liverpool and City in the same breath when it comes to money and generate uh, generating of money. I, I think is a bit. Uh, I, I wouldn't do it. I'll put it that way. The difference is Liverpool have a long tradition of winning things, massive fan base, world renowned, and you can't take that away from somebody because they're winning. Nobody turned. I'll put it to you this way: <coughs> when. When we say for him, say Blackburn win the league in ninety four, ninety five, right? Everyone went brilliant story for football, right? And it probably was, right? But nobody at that stage turned around and went, well, I don't think it's right because Liverpool are like you know, um, you know, as Shanky was say, a bastion of of, of this, and, uh, uh, you know, they're they're top of the world and they're the best mm-hmm. in the world. They should be up and around that. That's a bad thing for football. Nobody said at any stage that it was a bad thing for Liverpool football when Liverpool were absolutely dirt. Nobody did. Right, yeah. people, people basked in it. People loved it, and now, and and to me, I feel that any time, and and it's look, we've seen it going down to the to the, the person on the street. It's VAR. It's you know, it's it's referees. It's the FA. I've seen one fella say that Liverpool players are wearing long sleeve shorts because they're fucking injecting stuff into them. You know, <laughs> sort of way. It, yeah. It's it's a it's it's not even a bitterness. It's a resignation. I mean, they were, they were back- voices. They were voices that were never heard when Blackburn won the league. You know, but this is what I'm saying to you, Andy. Nobody cared when Liverpool went good, right? Mm. And when Real Madrid came and done all this stuff, right? You have to remember, Real Madrid won won so many Champions League between, I think it's 2013 and 18. They may have won. That's six finals, I think. They may have won five of them, right? Uh, if I'm right. Um, and before that, they were atrocious in the Champions League. They won one in 2000. They, they won one in 2003 um, mm. uh, 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 in Scotland. But they went so long, um, right through the 90s without winning one. And they were still spending mad money. You know, I think it's very selective to turn around and go, oh, this is bad for football. And to be honest with you, saying Liverpool or City, um, this is bad for football, it's play- basically making excuses for four or five clubs in this, in this league that, for me, have all the capabilities of going and winning the Premier League title. They just made very bad decisions on it. Um, oh. 
Well, look, we could be there. We could be there. Glenn is saying I'm trying to. I'm trying to view objectively. Yeah, you absolutely are, Glenn. You're, yeah, you're, no, that's what. That's yeah. what we want. That's yeah, what we he's, want. he's absolutely um, viewing it objectively. I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm trying to view it objectively too. But some of the, the remarks that were made annoyed me, and I will yeah. still to this day ask Miguel Delaney what his solution to it is because, and I stand by this. If if you want to scrap football tomorrow and bring in wage caps, transfer caps, all this sort of stuff, attendance caps, you can do whatever you want. The same clubs will end up at the top because if I offer you the max a hundred grand a week to play for Sheffield United who can now afford it, well they won't be able to afford it because there won't be that much money in the game and I offer you a hundred thousand to play for Liverpool, you're going to play for Liverpool and Liverpool and the rest and the four or five or six clubs that are big will be able to afford that that cap, the rest won't because the money will go out of the game. Okay, oh. we're just on an inflated budget. That's all it is. It's the same game. It's just different numbers, and that's all it is. Yeah. Um, just as Glenna makes two points there, the first one is about um the money's devalued if you if you aren't in the league club. But look, you have to remember Liverpool have got to this point with a net spend of fucking who knows what twenty million or something like that. It's crazy, you know. So any club could potentially flog a player for big money after the developing. Um, so long and and uh, and spend them wisely. That can happen to most clubs, and I, I don't think I'm taking it too personal. I actually don't have a huge um, problem with the article. I just disagree with parts of the article. The problem we have is just how Miguel's been uh, after that. I, I think a kind of a generalizing Liverpool fans just for attention. It's just not really what a top journalist. That's supposed to report with objectivity should be done. Mm. But anyway, fuck it. Yeah, it's it's over. And over. I, don't, I don't think I'm taking a personal. Either. I took I took it on board and read it, and then went back and thought, hold on. What I try to look at it as what does he want from all this? What is his solution to all this? I haven't found what a solution is, but no. thinking the way he's spoken, I can, I can, I'm trying to put a solution together that he would put forward. And to me, it would make the game, it wouldn't change the game in any way. That's, mm. that's being yeah. honest with you. Um, Pele Jones asked, has the baby arrived? Yeah, we gave all that news earlier. We're not getting into that anymore. It has arrived. It's all good. How are you even to get an hour off or two? Well, okay. Well, well one of them is in the hospital. Um, she's not home yet, and the other one's up, oh, right. um, chilling. Oh, right, fair enough. You know, um, so that's that's yeah. how it works. Uh, let me see. Uh, my eyes is apparently my eyes are telling people that the baby has arrived. Yeah, they're hanging out my fucking head. To be perfectly honest with you, Andy. Um, getting off getting off football for a bit. Um, you said to me the other night. Was it you that said to me the other night you didn't like the fact that people don't like Christmas? Uh, yeah. Was it? No, well, I said that. I said that I didn't, I wasn't happy with people saying that I'm sick of Christmas at this stage. Ah, yes, okay. Um, are your decorations still up? (laughs) No, they don't. Well, what do you make of this thing? What do you make of this thing that people think you have to keep the decorations up to the sixth or your whole world is going to implode? Uh, well, I, I leave them up to the sixth, but I don't think the world's going to implode. I, I don't, I don't like people taking them down before that. Okay. Because they put them up in November. Well, I don't. Yeah. Um, mine goes up around the 10th of December and comes down around this third of January, which I think... Is nah. No. I think so it's, it's still Christmas at that stage. Yeah. I, th- I, think, it's, I think it's fair, though. I think it's mm-hmm. all right. I think it's all right. Is there anything else you want to talk about? 
Because people aren't yeah. a, people aren't asking us any questions tonight, and you yeah, they need to start asking. Yeah, I think they need to um, step that game up. Ask us um, some random questions. I know there's one lad in the chat called Dylan O'Rourke, and he always comes up with uh, with some great stuff. Carl Duff says, "Should anybody say the Invincibles were bad for football?" No, I don't think they did because I don't think the Invincibles were as good as people think. Um, no, Twenty six wins and twelve draws um, for me is yeah, it's a brilliant season. But Invincibles, you pr- I think you should be winning at least forty games um, and make. Maybe eight draws in there. Uh, so let me see. Um, David Lennon says he had a doll house assembly that started on Christmas Eve at 10 um, until quarter to two in the morning. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. And the NEM Assembly Nightmares? No. At all? No, I'm not just talking about this year. Any year? Have you ever gone no, to Assembly? No, I don't know what you're talking about because uh, Santa Claus does all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do you come down the next morning and go, ooh, he drank all the milk? Yeah, we left a we left a wine out from. Oh, of course you did. Which was which is drank I mean's pies, which were eight. Yeah. Um favourite theme song for a TV show as Key Plunker. Um Does it have to be like a song that's you know, a real song or just like it was in the it was in the fucking show only? Oh, you do what you want, Andy. I'm not gonna pull you up on it. Airwolf. Airwolf. Yeah. Okay. I loved them. Um, what was the Minder? I loved Minder. Yeah. Or um, yeah, you know it's good now because Liverpool fans are singing Maxi Rodriguez that one today. Mm-hmm. Harpy. That was that was good. Harpy was a good one. Yeah. But um, only because it was Maxi. I I loved Only Fields and Horses. I loved the team tune off that. Uh, yeah. I loved um the the A team is a classic, isn't it? Yeah. The, who was your favourite yeah. person in the A team? I used to think I was gas when I uh, first got a mobile phone. I had the A team as a voice message. Oh, yeah. yeah, one of those. Is that when yeah. you, you got from the paper and you had to send A team yeah. texts? Yeah, <laughs> no, like I think you had to get your tape deck out and sit there and record it beside the phone. Like we must have thought we were mad cons back then. Hold on, you take out a tape deck, record it beside the phone. Yeah, for your voice message, not for your ringtone. Ah, uh, your voice message. Yeah. All right. So, so, so say, oh, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Record you message know, now. Sorry, Mr. Carr, but if you have a problem and no one else can help you, you can call the A-team and then play the A-team <laughs> and then think of grass. <laughs> do you remember, do you remember the ones that where you could get, um, the, the, the ringtones and you had to get in, you went, it was in the newspaper and yeah. you had to send a text to this number and they, for, in order to get it, they would send you like, um, you'd have to send three texts and they'd send three back and you were getting charged for the ones getting sent back to you. And yeah. it'd take about, it cost you about 20 quid for a ringtone. It was probably like fucking crazy frog or fucking something like that. Do you remember them the, ones? Yeah. The best money I ever spent on, um, phone stuff was when there was a website called Daily Texts. Do you ever remember that? No. Right. So do you ever get a text message from a company and it, you don't have their number on your phone. You just get like, it'll say, whatever, evoke mm-hmm. That's what it'll say. It'll come in as evoke So it was like people could just access this website, paid to do that. Right. And you could write in any 
name you wanted. Like you could put in a name in someone's phone or else you could type in the phone number that you wanted to come from. And then of course your phone is going to read that phone number. And if it's in your phone book, uh-huh. it will. So, um, you stay top up. <laughs> with a lot of them texts and <laughs> spend days sending them around to people yeah. and like, wasn't that yeah. one as, wasn't that one as well where you sent off and they sent you back a message but it was like um, it's just a list of buttons you had to press in order to record your own like 1124684 and you just kept going and it recorded and then at the end you played it and it came out as the ringtone I think that was oh yeah that was, uh, that was actually yeah remember that Do you yeah, remember that you could do that on um, those old Siemens phones, small phones, and yeah. you actually recorded the ringtone yourself by yeah. typing in the, the music and the tempo and all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, could you imagine doing that on your phone now, pressing all yeah. the buttons? Like the FBI would be down you like a light, you would. What the fuck <laughs> is this, this fella's doing code? Um, Dylan asks, you're going into a WWE Hell in a Cell versus Kane and The Undertaker. What premiership manager do you want as your tag team partner? What premiership manager do you want? Ah. Uh, so you want someone that's physical, uh, you know, not afraid to jump off really high stuff and land on cardboard tables and stuff like that. Yeah, Donna, who would you go for? I'm going for, um, like, a, the easy thing to say would be Klopp because he's just great. Mm. But uh, it's probably going to be um, Santo, Nuno Santo. I was going to say that, the Wolves fella. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. would. Um let me see. Who do you reckon would win uh, in a one-off game? This team versus the 80s team or the 90s team? Discuss. Oh, there's no discussion about it. This team. I disagree. Well, you think the 80s team is going to be this think, team? I think the 80s team is a better side than this until we get to May and see what this team has holding. But it's a, one-off, it's a one-off game. Um, I think it's an unfair comparison. Yeah, look at Gav. Back in the day, are the 80s team without pass it back to the goalkeeper? <laughs> yeah, no, they had to play by the new rules. You go back to the 70s and goalkeepers weren't even wearing gloves and all, and the standard has obviously got better and better and better. There's no comparison. Yeah. If you were to. Well, say, I, think, I, I don't do it in football comparisons. I go down, like people say, this will go down as the greatest Liverpool side of all time. I fully agree if they go and win the title. Yeah, but in a one-off game... Because they've put a Champions League, they've put a European Cup and a league title on the table, yeah. and they played unbelievable football. Okay, when when we were winning in European Cups in the 80s, mm. the lads were off gargling on the plane right, on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like that anymore. But, uh, yeah, you'd have to, like... It would have to be, um, like, some sort of, like, a FIFA kind of thing where the players back then got matched up with... Mm. 90 speed and, yeah. and and you could could you who could, who would be the best? Like, yeah, but know, John Barnes is ripping yet Sunder. I don't care. Like, yeah, I mean John Barnes is getting all the the high stats and all yeah. that, and he's he's come up against Salah and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Glenna wants to know what is Andy shooting off and what's the best course he's ever played. Um, keep it in keep it in Ireland though, because you know I know you go off doing all this notion stuff around golf that you go off all these countries. <laughs> Uh, keep it in Ireland so just uh, yeah. what are you playing Dru- off Druid's Glen Druid's Glen your favourite yeah. course yeah right. I'm playing off I'm playing off 14 at the moment 14 uh, me and Andy played each other um, out in Andy's course a while back didn't we you it did a, it was a draw um, Andy was sick after 
he was sick. His words to me was, I didn't even think you could play golf like that. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I have to bring him back out to my course. How many caps did they give you? Uh, oh, we, we played both our 14 that day. Did we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, my favourite course, oh, just, just so many around Ireland. I'll tell you what one I do love. I love Rat Salah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a fantastic course. If anybody ever gets a chance to go out and play there, go out and play Rat Salah. The greens are just fucking unbelievable. Um, I, I like links. There's a couple of good links around Dublin. Uh, Cars Town is a good one up beside Dublin Airport. Don't like it. Uh, I like it. Um, Castle Knock is good. Great greens yeah. again. Uh, your place is lovely. Beach Park. Lovely. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I've played everywhere, like, like except kind of over the west of Ireland, mm. which I'd, which I'd have to play, play Yeah, nice course. Um, but uh, Mount Juliet, have you played there? Mount, I haven't played Mount Juliet, no. Yeah, and Mount Wilsley down that way, Beautiful. down Carlow is nice as well. Oh, yeah, Carlow Golf Club. Um, what's the other one down that way, down past Blessington? Um, oh, Tullfarris. Tulfaris, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one. Uh, yeah Tulfaris and Ratsala, very similar in the sense that they could be anything yeah. they wanted to be. You know, they were kept up to standard, like they were their proper championship courses. Yeah, they, could hold, they could hold the Irish Open hmm. if they wanted. The Hermitage is the show here as well from Glenna. The Hermitage, no, no, too many blind tee shots. Yeah, don't like blind tee shots. No, no, the, the three holes here playing up a hill. Mm. Not into that at all. The Heritage is a good golf club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and another good golf club would be um, Hereford, new. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did they play last Hereford. Yeah. Kells. Yeah. The old, the old yeah, one. The old one's nice, I think. Yeah, I like the new one with the little of water on it. Three or four holes in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um where did I tell you I played last week? Oh, Killeen Castle. Killeen Castle, yeah. You're only yeah. saying that's good because you won. You just wanted to get that in. We won't, we won't, Valkyries. Actually, if I could recommend anywhere, anyone, anywhere for anyone to play mm. and travel from anywhere in the country or even overseas is to play the European club in Britain. Oh, yes. It's like, it's kind of a bit of a secret. No, anyone that plays golf will have heard of yeah. it, but it's, it's kind of like it doesn't get mentioned in yeah. the same breath as, say, the Royal County Down and mm-hmm. Royal Port Rush. But I'm telling you now, it is every single bit as good as yeah. them. I played the Royal County Down, and um, I, I can tell you now that the European is every bit as good. Yeah. Um, Avo asks, Gav, how are Grasshopper Zurich going? They get relegated now. The baby has come doing and everything and falling apart. Andy, this is a football manager 2018 thing that I took up. I'll tell you what happened. I won the league with Grasshopper Zurich. Um, I got to the new, I got to the start of the next season, early June. They literally didn't give me any more money and, and Juventus offered me a job, which I took. And, um, I'm now the Juventus manager on that one. So, um, there's one. Uh, Grange Golf Course, Ballyboden. Grew up next door to a hell of a course. The Grange, yeah. Yeah, the Grange. Yeah. Am I thinking of the right play? Grange. Yeah, yeah, I am, am I? Yeah, I am. Um, there's a new entrance into that, isn't there? Because there's a road going down the back of it now. Is that the one? The, is the Grange in Raffarnham? Well, there's Raffarnham Golf Club as well. The Grange is, um, the Grange is Things McGinley's Club, isn't it? Yeah, it's down, um, yeah. out towards Sandyford direction. If you're going to Sandyford, if you come off 
the motorway. He could go that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've played it once. Um, really liked it. Really liked it. Uh, have you played any courses in Great Britain last, David, then? Uh, well, look, I know what he's talking about there. Me and Dave, I mean, me and to play up in his mm. place in Great Britain for a while and we just haven't got around but he came down to me one time mm-hmm. so I, I haven't what does David oh, well, play I, off I, I played I did I played um, Royal County Down that's in Great Britain mm-hmm. what does um, what does David play off oh he's a savage golfer is he Fairness. not I playing with him about, I think he's off about seven or so at this yeah. stage we're not, we're not playing with him um, he's no. better than that though yeah. yeah so he's just looking to embarrass you at some stage is that what we're trying to get around to uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. I think about yeah. I I don't know. Okay. I'm gonna, we're gonna I'm gonna go up anyway at some stage. Okay. Yeah. Um, I go with you. Uh, Barry Carr says, "Get up to Donegal, lads." Bally Liffin, Port Salon, uh, Rosa Penna, Holy Trinity of golf links. Um, we already talked to Barry Carr on Twitter one time about um, Ross Penna Golf Club. No, I don't know. Wasn't. But if he gives us an invite to the wedding, we go up a day early and have a game, couldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have yeah. a Range Rover. So that's that sorts him out for a car. Me? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And he'll bring uh he'll bring a cheese board and uh the wine he's not drinking between Monday and Friday. I can recommend him a wedding band as well. Oh a band. Alright, okay. Yeah. What do you make of wedding bands? Because some of them can be shocking, can't they? Well they used to be they used to be a great wedding band. Good, good Young Hoppers. Played, uh, no, good enough. <laughs> made them when play at um, bass. Yeah. Slap at the bass. <laughs> <laughs> the bass. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then he do DJ after and oh, uh, right, yeah. one of the best DJ sets ever when you you know, especially if you grew up kinda in the nineties, um as in like you were growing up properly and getting into all the dance music. Yeah. Uh, absolute fucking whopper uh, wedding band with the with the DJ afterwards quality. But anyway, they split up. Yeah, that was hard to touch. Right. Uh, hard to get hold of now, but it sounds a bit. Yeah, but yeah. they've um, but they've they put another band together, not not with all of them, but with a couple of them. And them, uh, I, I just can't the name, the name of them escapes me. But if Barry wants to DM me on Twitter, I'll hook him up. It'll take Andy a few hours to remember the name. That that good he remembers, he forgets the name. Uh, David Lennon says Rasa Pena is awesome. Uh, Barry Carr feels like this is this wedding's coming all together. See, because me and Andy are going to show up and play golf. Um, Dylan O'Rourke asks, "What colour is a coddle?" Because in his house it's brown, and it causes a lot of debate. No, it's not brown. Sure, that's a stew. Correct. The coddle is yeah. white, isn't it? It's no. Well, it's not white. It's clear. Like it, you, you try and keep it as clear as possible. Yeah. But and you just well, have, it ends up being yellow. It's poxy. Let's be honest. No, it's absolutely phenomenal. No. That's what I did last night. The, the last stew is last much nicer. Uh, well, yeah, well, the shoe is lovely, but the cuddle is just... It's just sausages and water. Now, sausages water, you know, you have to have big, big chunks of ham. That's what I did the last day uh, Christmas ham. Oh, yeah. Chop it into big chunks and into a coddle, yeah. and I put it into the biggest pot I have in the house, and um, with lot with loads of sausages, which sausages, like, no, <laughs> 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 can't handle the um kind of the salt content. No, the sausages how they look. Yeah. Uh, Keep Plunkett says coddle is white or clear. Stew is brown. Coddle is amazing. Uh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a stew man. Um, brown stew um, is is my thing. Um, sausage is in that as well. Um, anything I can get, any meat. Just well, there you go. There. Uh, as Dylan says, mine is 
Stuart, my Stuart Brown, it's got Rasha. I'd say it's because of the Rasha. Probably Brian Rasha makes it mm. Brown. And, I, don't, and I, I, make... I know some of the used to put brown sauce in their, their coddle and stew and all. That's fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's their own, but I wouldn't be doing that now. No. No, uh, Glenna calls it a peasant's field. I, it's really not. And and the best thing about it is, I think the second or third day, it's the nicest when it gets that bit thicker. Um, yeah. Matty six times says Raf Farnham for the Grange. Yeah, Coddle is white end of Guinness Dew is the absolute bio though. Um, I've had it once or twice. Yeah, it is good. Um, Andy, so now we're talking about stews and all. Before we go, um, so. I'm going to put you in charge of Barry's um, field for the day of his wedding, right? So yeah. we're, we're going to show up. We're going to pretend to like all his mates and all, um, have a few beers with them. Go, we're going to play golf on our own um, because we're, yeah. we're not very sociable. And uh, then we're going to go to the wedding. I'd say we're going to get an invite to the wedding. I would reckon me and you are getting yeah. an invite off, yeah. Barry. Um, we yeah. don't have a Range Rover, just let's clarify that. Um, but we are willing to, um, we're willing to go and we're willing to uh, play golf on one of those courses he's mentioned. We're willing to stay in the hotel. We're willing to listen to the band. We'll even do DJ if you want. Me and Andy would do DJ, no problem. Yeah. But if if me and you were to be put in charge of the field, now take into consideration, it is, it's only, not only Barry, it's his, it's his fiance as well, um, Melissa. I'm nearly sure it's Melissa. I'm going to go with that. What, what are we doing for them, Andy? Um, are you doing the standard, just a normal three course job and get it out of the way and get the speeches going and get the night? get the party started like or are you going well, to be I'm all for um, loads of courses right yeah notions yeah if yeah. you can't yeah. you know this business is soup and then like roast beef and then trifle or something trifle that can fuck right off trifle yeah. It tonics it tonics fucking uh, it <laughs> cake, what you call them? Yeah. The little tonics cakes. Just a few of them. With uh, hundreds and thousands on them. Yeah, no, um Right, so what are you going for? Seven courses. Seven courses. Yeah. But is that just, not just three courses where they break it into seven, it's the same amount of food, they just give you a little less on each. No, no, you have to have something at the very beginning to kinda of cleanse the palate. Okay. Um, and then like a proper start, a really nice start to like scallops. Right, right. Yeah, and they're over in Donegal, so touching the Atlantic Ocean, there should be no excuse to have good seafood involved there. Okay. Um, if you're going to have beef, don't be pissing your guests off by putting steak, you know, and they get all excited and think, Jesus, isn't Barry a fucking posh bastard with a steak? And then out comes the steak and it's only like roast beef. And you know what I mean? With a load of pepper yeah. sauce on it. Sneaky, sneaky bass. It's like they, yeah. t- they tell everyone it's steak, but it's not steak. Yeah. And, every, and anyone, they'll all be slaughtering you. Yeah. Right? So don't do that. If you're gonna, if you're gonna put steak on the menu, make sure you have steak, and it's a good ribeye steak or yeah. or um or filled steak. Yeah. He says Melissa. He says Melissa is just back off a fourteen and a half hour shift. She must be doing security at Fish Farm, judging by the bounds on her everything today. Uh, Dylan says get a few of them mega boxes from the Chinese, and everyone's happy. He's laughing his head off at uh, seven courses. Barry Carr really likes the idea of scallops. Um, if, if Melissa can uh, stick her headphones in there, we are going to sort this menu from start to finish. We if just, he wants to do, um, can, I, can I just? Uh, I need to find out. I'm presuming they're doing the church wedding. Um, rather than, you know, the hotel wedding, you know, the hotel weddings are insane because you're just drinking from everybody in, nine everybody o'clock in the morning. Everybody in Donegal still uses churches. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's so <laughs> close to the north of Ireland that yeah. they're definitely like saying, listen, here you pop. Yeah. 
Where all the fucking church. <laughs> right, so they go to church, they come back. So I, I'm going to suggest when they get back to the hotel that, um, you know the way they do this kind of um, reception when you get back to the, you know, like they, they have like um, sparkle and red wine or you know the way they do this when, yeah, you know, you know yeah. what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. Um, I'm going to suggest when people get back, and I think it's a great idea, and I know you're going to go all notions on me in, in the meal and I'm going to let you run wild with that, but I think when people get back, I like the, you know the idea where there's just like big buckets everywhere with loads of beers in it. And there's, yeah. a, there's a couple of bottles of red and a couple of bottles of white. Yeah. And, you know, and then maybe like, you know, burgers or hot dogs just for people to have, you know, something small, like, you know, little sliders or something like that. Would yeah. it be alright if we, we, if we done that? Uh, yeah. Right. I, so I was nailed. at a good wedding down in, um, where was it? Uh, Mount Wilsley actually. Yeah. And they, they had the reception part when you got back from the church absolutely fucking nailed. Mm. There was, um, there was like, kind of an ice cream van and different things going on there. There was a few kids at the wedding, so they were all busy doing that and all the adults were ready to get stuck in. There was plenty of beer, plenty of wine, plenty of Prosecco. And uh, then they had a fella going around with a deck of cards doing magic tricks and guessing shit about you, like kind of, um, you know, mind reading quality. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed. Was he it. Good? Yeah, yeah. He okay, was good. we might need to get his number. So he said it's, he says it's a big country house reception, drinks reception. He says. So oh, there you go. Like, um, so a uh, country house is that like um, renting the country house for yourself? Or well, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's, it's a country house. You know what I mean? It's no, not like. You, yeah, but you might be able to bring in your own caterers then. Yeah. Glenna says his first wedding was in a church and it didn't work out. His second was in a hotel and it's still going. I presume that's the marriage and not the wedding, because that'd be some fucking yeah. wedding to go to. Uh, let me see. There was a sweet heart at the wedding. I was at a few weeks back. Yeah, they're popular. Yeah. But listen, I'm not going <coughs> to... It's a country house, so I want the people to come in and not to be too intimidated by the country house. And there's a load of beers there in in, in your um, in your big buckets. There's red and white wine. There's like little sliders and stuff like that. Finger feel. Uh, and, uh, uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Background music. Mm-hmm. String quartet. All right. Because okay. I just I know three Filipino lads that plays the um, plays a band down in a hotel down in Drunkard. Yeah, they're they're, really good. they're good. They're they're part of the big group called uh, Manila Strings or something. There's loads of them, right. and they're split up into about six or seven different groups, and they do loads of uh, shit like that. Yeah. Okay. I, I'd recommend them if you if you could get them, or else any string quartet from your local. I had the Dublin oh. Gospel Choir at me wedding. Did you? Lovely. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were How good. did you get them? That must have been expensive. It was. Yeah. It was, yeah. But, um, oh, look, I claimed it back in tax. Don't worry about it. Yeah, well, um, Barry's, uh, Barry's has a nail there. Right, look, so he's, he says... He's got a he says, house she, where, yeah, so he, he, says, he says she's listening, um, which, which is Melissa, um, back after that 14 and a half hour shift at Everton's training ground, doing security. Um, she says, does a caterer need it to bring your own wine and Prosecco? Is it one of those, bring your own beer? I'd imagine you, you, can't be strong the, you can't be strong yeah. in the country house with a bag of cans. No, they're, I'd say they're, um, I'd say they're going to provide their own drink, which is a great option. Ah, because, right. Yeah. What we did actually at our... No caucus uh, charge, like just bring your own and we'll open everything up for you. Yeah, well, what I, what I did at my wedding was bought all <laughs> the drinks in the supermarket. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan O'Rourke says the Airtime Boys Band. 
Let me see. Um, the Filipino lads at class says Jerzinho. They are they're brilliant. They're absolutely brilliant. I've seen them do a couple of, not the actual reception at the wedding, but you know that bit when you get into just in the drinks kind of reception before you go into the main reception. Yeah, that's what you want to do, yeah. They've, um, they're brilliant. Ray Dickinson says Paddy Power covered the gospel choir. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, not quite, not quite. Um, but um, he is covering the trip to America when I go and watch. Um, I, I'll remember the name of the team in a minute uh, that I'm going to see. Um, the Orlando such and such. Uh, well, Ray, Ray Dickinson will vouch for my wedding and uh, he, he he was known to sleep in um, hammocks over there. Yeah. He just, he, what, did he refuse to play for the hotel and slept on the beach? Like He just wasn't let in back into his gaff. All right. Okay. So, so we... <coughs> <coughs> Let me see. It's a case that if you provide your own wine, there's no cork. It says Barry Carr. Anyone listening to this tomorrow is going to go, what the fuck? But that's the way it is with me and Andy get a ch- get a chatting. Um, so we we've got there. We've decided on the big the big uh, things of beer and uh, maybe a bit of finger food just to keep people going. So then we're into the reception, Andy. So again, do you keep do you keep that bit of string quartet going in the main reception while people are settling down? And do you do the speeches first or do you do the meal first? What's your what's your what's your preference there? Speech is forced. Speech is forced. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and or else between one of the courses, you could do it that way. Okay. And when would um the speech is like? Do you draw the line at a certain time or a certain amount, or are you you're comfortable with that as the head of operations on the day? No. Yeah. Like your best man speech is going to be the longest. I'd be sort of saying to him like, listen, capra. Capital 17. <laughs> 17 minutes? Yeah. Fucking hell. Don't go two nuts. Yeah. Me and you could do the speech, like, like in a podcast form. We could be just in the corner. <laughs> we don't mind them seeing it. Yeah. And I like yeah. the DJ. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, he says it's an ocean view with a beach out the front. I think he's getting married in Bray. Sounds lovely. I hope um, he can. I hope you can DM me where it is now. Look at it. Yeah. Dylan O'Rourke says, make sure there's party poppers on the table. <laughs> do you know what I, do you know what I hate? You know, when you go to these parties and like you're trying to, you have a point and you put it down and there's no beer, man. And there's all those little things. You know, like if say it's a 50th and there's all the little number 50 stuck on the table and they stick to the bottom of your drink and you're picking them up. There's little, those, do you know what I'm talking about? The yeah, number, yeah. the shiny number, the, the shiny numbers on the table, like number fifty, and they're sprinkled around the, on the, yeah. all over the table, and they're stuck to the bottom of your, um, your, your point, and I like fucking hate that. Um, and he says then an egg and spoon race at around ten twenty six p.m. Barry Carr says the speeches are right before the main. So listen, give me seven courses, Andy, before we um we we, we completely take the piss of how long we're on here. Go. What the seven courses be? Yeah. Oh, right. So. Now you don't have to go into massive detail. Just give me the list. Well, obviously something to cleanse your palate. Now I don't know. I can't. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Something really, really. What? A chew. <laughs> 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 um, a, box, a, a pack of juicy fruits on the table for everyone when they come in. Seven courses. Normally, normally they get coffee at the end, like an Irish coffee be included in, in the courses uh-huh. after your dessert. Uh huh. Yeah, for the dessert, probably have um oh. What's that fucking um, Italian dessert? Not tiramisu. Um, pavlova. No. Oh, I like pavlova, yeah. Uh, I'm going to Google it now. Yeah. Uh, it says it's Drumhalla House Rathmore. Oh, Panacotta. Yeah, you see, I don't even know what that is. 
So there you go. Um, a choice. Uh, a choice. Are uh, you walking backwards here? So you're going Irish coffee back to dessert. Well, I'm just trying to think of what I would definitely include: scallops, definitely a nice scallops, mm-hmm. uh, or, or a bit of shellfish or whatever as a one year starters. Um, if you're going to have vegans or vegetarians, I don't I know what them. I wouldn't recommend just it. Just give them a pot and potatoes. I wouldn't I recommend. Just, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just send it out to the garden and say, listen, go, Matt. Uh, so the, the vegetarian option will be sea bass. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so di- fish. Uh, Dylan was asking where the pot noodle is at. He reckons the dessert should be done after eight. David Lennon says custard. Abo says a cheesecake dessert. And Barry Carr says a Zambuca. Um, Cheesecake has to be baked cheesecake, like you know, American uh, cheesecake. Listen, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a little bit more time. You can DM Barry with regards to your, to your list. I have a couple of questions around weddings. Someone for you. was telling me about the, the, uh, they got um, <laughs> a message back, like if you know they sent out their invitation, said oh, like, send back if you have any uh, doors your requirements. Yeah, and someone sent back that they're pescatarian, so they're they, they only eat fish. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, one thought, like it said, the Presbyterian. <laughs> I didn't know what to do about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, she'd be offended at the Catholic kind of... Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, so right. she, oh. say she thought that there would have to be, like, uh, Protestants included in okay. the ceremony. Yeah. What, did he ask Ian Paisley to do a ceremony just to yeah. even it out? Um, yeah. I have a couple of questions. What? How do you stand on, you know, the cameras on the table? Oh, like, those disposal cameras? Yeah, you know the way people leave Yeah. Them. That that's tenement. Tenement. <laughs> yeah. That bad, yeah. Yeah, that is the absolute ten- uh, the height of tenementcy. Right. So yeah. so we can we can safely say you're not a fan. You, of want that. The, you know, if we are uh, what do they call them? Your not gifts. Uh, what do they call it when you have your little thing on the table? There's a name for it. your someone. Come on, someone comment. Uh, your little gifts. Yeah, it's just a wedding yeah. gift, is it? No, little gifts on the table. Oh, I don't know. I just oh, have you a wedding gift. For I don't but anyway, know. like people, people put little little gifts on the table, yeah, like, you know, like, little yeah, things. yeah. Um, wedding favors, is it? Favors, yeah. favors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The most notional thing you can do is some sort of uh, donation of charity, yeah. and everyone thinks you are the fucking chap here. Yeah. Oh, you've donated to charity for every single person, so do that. Yeah. Uh, and then no no cameras oh yeah do you know you always get an asshole at the table who wants to take over the um, how long the speeches will be speech how long it'll be like yeah without like, an A4 pad and a felt tip yeah then. it's normally some loud mouth board that you've never met in your life <laughs> yeah so yeah. Maybe, maybe and, you, and, and you and your board have to pretend that your woman's really nice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and like she's shouting her head off about about the length of speeches and what you have to do and passing the glass around and then like yeah. if you know sometimes if they say a certain word it moves on and yeah. then if you miss the word and you didn't pass the glass it starts shouting at you and all yeah yeah so maybe a little note on the table to say that nobody's to do that yeah do you not like the whole guess the guess the um the length of the speeches no I you know, I'd run with that all right, but just no one, no one being like no one taking over the captaincy of it. No, right? don't be aggressive, aggressive about it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and if someone was aggressive, would you tell them like you're very aggressive? <laughs> would you? Yeah, it wouldn't be long to tell them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very <laughs> aggressive very, you are. Very aggressive. Yeah. This is far too aggressive for a wedding. 
Yeah. And come here, um, you know, the last thing on the weddings, um, you know, the way the DJ gives it loads and all and plays all the tunes. Like, is there any songs that are constantly played at weddings that you wish would just go away? You know, oh, like yeah, New like, York, come on, New York. Yeah, come on, Eileen, and all that. New York, New York, rock the boat. No, 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 come on, Eileen, or rock the boat, or anything like that. Yeah. Nothing, nothing like that. Not, none of those, like, you know, granddad DJs, like, standing up there thinking that a chap, like, with floor fillers, none yeah. of that. What about Maniac 2000, Andy? Yeah, yeah, late when all the grannies are gone. Yeah, okay. And bang on a few, um, yeah, dance chance few few house classics like yeah exactly okay all right well i think listen um this started off as me and andy talking about um bed sheets i think uh we went on to football for a little bit but not too much and then it just um we just organized barry's wedding then um for him and melissa um national anthem at the end of a party andy what's your feeling oh my god no <laughs> no I don't, I, I don't think barry's probably not going to be able to avoid that being in donegal yeah but um no, that's a complete and utter no, no. I hate when you're in a pub or anywhere and the national anthem comes on and it's a fast version of it and all and you have to stand there with your hands yeah. behind your back and all. And yeah. like you, you know, brings out the, you know, the fellas who think they're in the raw. So no. <laughs> okay, no worries. Jairzinho <laughs> um, has meter at the Love Parade for the first dance. Uh, oops, upside your head, says Avo. Uh, Barry Carr says Indie Disco to end it. Uh, the Prodigy, said David Lennon. Uh, Barry yeah. Carr said Mr. Brightside. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, do you like that? Mr. Brightside, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, um, and and David Lennon is querying is it is it is it the Irish national anthem or the English national anthem that they're playing? Um, so you, you, you have to. Uh, I I, presu- I don't know. Um, I presume it's the Irish one. Um, yeah. So we've more or less. I think we've done a, a great service to, to the community again here tonight, Andy. I and, think Barry's um, gonna have a whopper win. And like just looking at his comments there, he doesn't even need us. He he has it nailed. Yeah, the I think the venue and all. Yeah. Yeah, Ketgers bringing, buying in all the, his own drink, like he can get all the, yeah, you know, all the bits everything and pieces, in Tesco. fancy, yeah, fancy jeans and yeah, everything in Tesco. Yeah, just lash it in the back of a transit and drive it up there. When I got draw. married, um, it was all mojitos. That was what was in. Now it's all jeans. Yeah. It is like um, my barman couldn't fucking believe it when people were walking up and just going like for mojitos like and the labour that you have to you know oh, you have to start grinding down <laughs> yeah. mint leaves and all don't you someone uh, someone came over to me and says uh, I'm going to be in the bar looking he says it's only a maximum of one mojito per person yeah, yeah. like did he now yeah, yeah. Or he just walked up to him we'll get ten mojitos <laughs> yeah and the poor bastard had to make up ten I did the most and just got fucked on the ground you just fucked him on the ground in front of him and then walked off. I just put them, just put them on the windowsill and said, there you go, mm. whoever. Yeah, no, I think he has nailed it, because he's talking about country houses that aren't in the country, they're on the beach, um, which yeah. is a bit strange to me. But anyway, um, he, he has the view, he has, he he has the golf own drink, he has the golf sorted um, for a... Uh, for the day before, for me and Andy. like uh, Me and Andy will go if we get an invite, won't we, Andy? Yeah, I'll definitely go um, and... If there's any jobs you need us to do, you'd be well, happy to. Well, say it was on a Saturday, Andy, we'd probably want to go up there, leave early Friday, head up there, play a game of golf, have a few beers, go to the wedding on the Saturday, relax on the Sunday, come back on the Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Game of golf on Friday and Sunday. For, no. Yeah. Friday and Sunday, yeah. Sure, we yeah. just take it easy. Should we be walking the night of the wedding? 
Yeah, exactly. Your walking holiday. Um, right, okay. Anything else you want to go do before we go? Talk about anything? Else? Oh, if anyone has that there, banging in, I'm sure we can cover it. Um, I th- he, he's, um, oh, Dylan wants to know about the stag deal. Um, Vegas. Yeah, there's so many options. Um, I went to a stag deal in Frankfurt. It was mayhem. Um, I've done all the Irish stuff, like Kilkenny. Uh, Waterford, I think I've been to one. Um, Do you know where's a great spot? And you know, if you want to keep your your stag deal cheap, mm. you know, um, don't say Prague. No, no. If you want to keep it cheap, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So say you're getting married abroad, and all your guests are yeah. you're expecting all your guests to go abroad, and you you don't want to ask them to go away twice. Mm. Carlingford is the ultimate stag location. Yeah. Is is isn't there another one in Ireland that's big as well? Carrick and Shannon. Carrick and Shannon. Okay. Yeah, but Carrick uh, and Shannon's is quality. Yeah. yeah deadly. Yeah. Always have a good, good crack. Um, but Carlingford. And I never, you know, never hear people talking about it. Mm. Go to Carlingford. It's just a little tiny town up there near Great Britain. And uh, it's, um, it's wild. Okay. There's only a few pubs, but they're open all night. Right. Okay. Uh, Barry yeah. Carr wants to know what we do a pod that night. Um, at the wedding, yeah, we do fucking hand, you know us. Yeah, whatever. We'll do that. Um, uh, yeah, we 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 sort it out. Um, let me see. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I think that's about it. Um, Liverpool and Mays has had a tour. That's my plan anyway. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm trying to get Andy on board, but he's pretending he's off playing golf that weekend. I am. I'm in Spain playing golf. You see, there you go. There you go. Um. He's always off playing golf. It's ridiculous at this stage. Right, are we done? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Barry, Barry likes the sound of the Carnford. Carnford. Yeah. yeah. He said Dundalk afterwards, but Jesus, like no, seriously, no, 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 it's not happening. That would be rough. Yeah, that would be rough. Like Dundalk was rough enough the last time I was there, which was about ten years ago. I'd say it's yeah. even fucking yeah. mad now. Sorry, no, it's sorry. It's not too bad. Um. Right, we're done, yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah. Will we do it again? Yeah, we get Trevor on next time. Well, you just him on. He won't come on because we won't apologise to his friend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, we'll get him on again, but I was I was only looking at Trev there lately and I've been watching that pro, uh, that um, Don't fuck with cats. That, <laughs> don't fuck with cats. And Trev is just... It made for cat, He's just cat mad at the yeah, moment. Yeah, And his cat was in the drawer. yeah. And you said, I was, thinking, I was thinking, you know, Trev, if you want to relaunch your career, yeah, close that door and stick that on and yeah. see what happens. You'd be amazed, man. <laughs> but yeah, he didn't. He, he wanted to um, read a story instead. Put a lovely picture up of his cat in the in the uh, washing machine or the fucking dryer and get lovely likes. Did and everyone think. Did he get lovely likes? I think he got about fifty-six lovely likes. Ah, oh, well then, look, as well, yeah. wouldn't it? He's he's um he's imitated that the cat could die in, in a in a dryer. If so. he had a shut that door, and press play, he would have got like Miguel Delaney amount of attention. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, well, listen, I'll leave him to it. Uh, Dylan asks, are we back tomorrow, lads? No, we're not. We're not. Um, I'm doing my best to come on when I can um, this week. Um, we will get back to normal next week. I'll try to get on. We're playing Saturday, so I'll try to do something after the sports game. And um, we'll go from there. But look, um, it's not been all about Barry tonight. We've helped Barry out a massive amount, I feel. We He's got the dark races. I assume that's, um, that's dogs. No, yeah. horses. Alright. Do run the horses up there as well, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um so yeah, that's it. Um will we do this again, Andy? Yeah, I will do it again. Yeah, okay. So we have done um eighty minutes tonight. Eighty um, minutes we do we talked what bedding? Bedding, um cameras on tables being tenements, uh uh the, the little fifth number fifty stuck on tables at parties annoying you, uh seven courses to a wedding, um cars, golf, churches uh drinks receptions, uh Christmas, um yeah. Miguel Delaney, um trying to make out dry January when you're drinking for forty percent of January. Um and yeah, loads of loads on top of that I think. On the bedding thing. Oh. It just made me think of something. You know that uh that song You Sunscreen? Yes. Yeah. It I have another verse for that, which not a verse, I'm not gonna sing it or that. Mm. But it would involve Spending whatever you can afford on your bed, on your mattress, yeah. and doing the same with your footwear. You need your back, and you need your feet. You need your back. <laughs> yeah, and you need your feet. So whatever you can afford, go around and you know pennies, fucking tracksuit legs or whatever. But boy, good good footwear. Like Skechers. Yeah, Skechers. Yeah. Well, Echo. Anything to honest, you know, in a two to three hundred euro bracket. Yeah. Uh, for your fee mm-hmm. and for your mattress, anything kind of north of two grand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm sure, um, I'm sure and people then, listening now are thinking, yeah, the relieving officer is definitely going to give me all that money. No, but cut, but cut corners when it comes to, you know, your jocks and socks. Like, yeah. You don't really need to spend, you don't need Calvin Klein jocks. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can get jocks that, will do you in pennies okay but, but uh, spend the big dollars on your mattress and your shoes and a leather a good leather jacket <laughs> oh yeah and, uh, and, listen, good, and give it a name yeah a good leather jacket will will last you best part of a decade yeah okay because you love leather jackets yeah and you give them names so five or six hundred euro on your leather jacket so basically what you're saying is if you have three grand uh, buy yourself a mattress, a pair of runners, and a leather jacket, jacket, and you live till you live forever. That's what I did the last time I had three grand. <laughs> is it? Yeah, okay. it actually is. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, as look, 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 one for the kids there. Um, great life advice from Andy. Get yourself three grand. Um, literally wear whatever you want on your legs and your and your upper body, but just buy yourself some good runners, a mattress, yeah. and a leather jacket. If you have access to a credit union. You know. Yeah, could you imagine going down the credit union, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they say to you, what's the loan for? And you go, how much? And they go, three grand. And they're waiting for you to say a new bathroom or, or a little bit of improvement to the fucking front of the house or something. You go, what's it for? A mattress, a pair of runners and a leather jacket. Andy, <laughs> <laughs> Andy I'd love to video you going into a credit union and trying that. Do you, know, do you know what the great thing is, like? Yeah. You- 
you could like you could get that loan over ten years because <laughs> the mattress is going to last you ten years. The leather jacket's and gonna last you ten years. Your leather jacket's gonna ten years. Yeah, last you ten years. Okay. The runners. What you could do? What you could do is get a good pair of shoes. No, hold on. If you get the two or three hundred quid runners, that'll last you a good year if you're a good walker. Yeah. What you could do is, you know, when you get out of credit, you need to pay off your loan every week. Top up. You can put a few quid in your savings, can't you? In your shares. No, what you could do is, uh, you could get a little top up loan mm. to maintain your good footwear yeah. every year. Yeah. But you still have it paid off after 10 years. You just pay a little bit extra. Yeah, Dylan yeah. reckons you look like someone that has an audition for Grease the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god, this is so good. Uh, Eighty-four minutes we're on now. What? You know, if you, you know, like if you're say you only had like a hundred quid in your credit union, you were looking for three grand and. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they said to you, oh, I'm not too sure, like, that's gonna to have to go in front of the committee, yeah, and they don't need till Tuesday. And you have to and go down. Then say you had, say they, uh, you know, they just needed additional information and wanted you to come down and talk. Yeah. I think if you follow that up, look, I have an audition for Grace to be useful. If you want, if you want, if you want, you know the way the credit union do with the draw for the cars. Yeah. If you won the car, and I usually worth about 15 grand the car, you know, they're like a little uh, Hyundai yeah, i10 it. or 20 or something like that, right? Um, w- would you genuinely just say to them, listen, I'm cashing that in because I, that sorts me for life with runners, jackets and, and mattresses? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Like, you'd only hear of um, people winning lifetime supplies of ketchup and all, like, just mm. stupid prizes like that. Mm. Yeah, if I could choose a long, you know, a fucking um, lifetime supply, it would definitely be mattresses mm-hmm. and leather jackets okay. and shoes. Yeah. All right. Think well, about it. Think yeah, about no, it. No, listen, listen, I'm, I, I haven't got enough time to go over this and process this. It's just brilliant that um, you're telling people to spend three grand on um, on runners, leather jackets and mattresses. Uh, Barry Carr is insisting that we finish, go to bed, finish, power down, do all that. We have to. We're on 84 yeah. minutes. It's a joke. And when Phil sees the length of this podcast tomorrow, he'll absolutely have a wobbler. Um, yeah, that's it. We've done it. We've, we've covered so much tonight. We're going to do it again. It usually depends on Andy's schedule. When he's free one night and says to me, I'm good to go for an hour, it usually means two. So, um, yeah, we'll try to get back and do this again. Um, we don't talk much football. We talk an awful lot of other stuff, and people seem to enjoy it. It's been good. Andy, thanks a million. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Nice one, Gav. Go on. Talk to you in a bit. Uh, that's been the Fatback 4 Daily. As I said, I will be back possibly on Saturday, but definitely back to normal from next Monday. Hopefully, all things going well. Enjoy the rest of... There's not much left of your, your Wednesday at this stage, but enjoy the rest of it. Enjoy the rest of your week, and hopefully Liverpool go and do the business against sports. Talk to you then. Over now. At Capella University, education is as smart as the world around us. With the FlexPath format, you can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Sports Social Podcast Network.